As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be. Oh man, it's right. eight o'clock. And so that'll make it a. I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine. Hi, I'm Karma, and yes, I am a bitch. Brav Bros. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brav Bros, your favorite podcast from the bros for everybody. For whoever wants to listen, I am your co-host, Steel Russell, joined as always by the one and only Scootily Madoodly. What's up, dude? Birthday weekend. Yeah, buddy. What? The big 3-0, right? Yep. Yeah. 30 again, just like Sandoval. That's <laughs> oh, how I live. Nice. You're just like Sandoval. No. Well, oh, fuck. Damn it. I you did, did that it. to myself. You did it, not me, sir. That's, uh, that tends to happen. Tends to happen. I kind of wish I wish we had a show this weekend so I could celebrate my birthday with the fans, you know? Yeah, if only we had that. But we do have some other shows coming up. Certainly do. Care to divulge? I would, actually, because today we're allowed to announce, and maybe you listen to Beverly Hills before this, but I don't care because we're re-announcing. We've got DC Friday, May 3rd at the Union Stage. So you can get those tickets at noon today. If you're listening to this in the morning, wait till noon, get your tickets. And we've also got Boston on June 14th, which is another Friday night. And that's at City Winery. And don't forget about the Philly show. That's on the 6th of March. That would be a Wednesday night. Yes. So we got lots of shows coming up. You have no excuse not to buy a ticket. Go buy a ticket. Support your bros. Come hang out with us. It's going to be a good time. I promise you that. If you need to see what our live show looks like, go on YouTube and watch it. Oh, that's a good plug. Yeah. I love that. Go on YouTube. One of our live shows is up. I promise you it's a fun time. We had a blast. The audience had a blast. Go get your tickets, and we will see you either in Philly, D.C., or Boston, or get really crazy. Go to all three of them. Go to all three. I mean, they've got to be somewhat close to you, right? I mean, we're hitting all the different corners now. If you go to all three shows, we will come up with, with some kind of reward for you. Actually. We will. Yes. If you go to all three shows and have proof, you have to take a picture with us at each one. And at the third one, we will have some kind of award for you or reward. We're pretty good at rewards, I feel like. Yeah, we we'll, we'll, we'll get else. you something. Something cool. Something special. Something really cool. So make sure you get those tickets. But uh, we're in like that that time of the, the beginning of the all the shows are wrapping up shortly. We're going to have a new slate of shows coming up here soon. It's almost reunion season once again. How do you feel that Bravo as a whole is performing? I feel like it's been a pretty solid end of the year leading into 2024 as well. I think it's been a great year. Honestly, I think the last couple of months have been incredible. Um, it's really interesting, though, because I went back and anytime you go on Peacock and you look and you're going, you're scrolling down to the newest episode, whatever you might be doing. When you look at that first episode and it gives you a date, it kind of throws me off. Yeah, it's a long time ago. Yeah. And it's like I did this with Beverly Hills and Miami. You look at that first episode, and it's like the first week of November? Yeah. Huh? I feel like we just started Beverly Fuck Hills. Me? Like before Thanksgiving? <laughs> like that makes no sense to me. Time doesn't make any sense to me. So yeah, I, I they've kept us entertained for, I would say, consistently for the last like seven, eight months, at least with two shows. Every once in a while, they throw a clunker out there, but they've been few and far between. I am interested to see what happens moving forward, though, because we're losing Miami. We're losing Beverly Hills. We're getting into Vanderpump. Summer House is coming out. Jersey has to be Jersey, around the corner. Jersey, no, Jersey's like the end of the year at this point. Because remember, oh, yeah, they, they took started a huge filming break. Late. That's right. They took a huge break. I don't even know if they started filming yet. Atlanta just announced that Porsche's coming back. So yeah. It's also not filming yet. There's a lot of news that we can talk about, but not a lot of shows coming out. Well, there is. Well, there is one. There's one big news. 
Oh, one show? There's one show that I am not interested in. Valley. Oh, fuck that show. Uh, yeah. We're, I mean, we're going to watch it. We're going to see what happens. But yeah, we will. I am not excited about that one. Uh, also not excited about this one coming back. Dubai. I know. It's the summer. How the fuck did that get back? Here's the thing. It's a summer show, so they can just throw it away. One. Two. I'm curious. Only because I want to see. They know that it didn't go well. They yeah. they are very well aware. The ratings weren't great. The response wasn't great. They took a very I long didn't time. Even, it's like two years old at this That's point. That's what right? I'm saying. Okay. So they clearly went back to the drawing board here and were like, shit, we need to revamp this. So I'm curious how they're going to do that. I'm really curious. And Maybe I, they've been filming nonstop for the last two years. Just and they're just, funny they're just shit. editing down as much as they possibly can. They've got thousands and thousands of hours of film. Or six episodes. Or six episodes. <laughs> I would respect that. I'd watch all six. I'm curious. I'm genuinely curious to see if they can figure out a way to make it entertaining. The location is great, but they used that in the first season way too much. They leaned on the Dubai part of it way too much. We we knew more about the city than we did about any of the actual housewives on the show. Very true. So they've had a long time to look at the numbers, to watch some game film. It's a bounce back year. I got my fingers crossed. I don't want it. Here's the thing. I don't want any of these shows to be bad because we have to watch all of them. That's a really good point, but... We'll I we'll see where where we are in a couple of months. Obviously, uh, you know, the content's going to dictate it. But this episode's all about Miami, and we are getting towards the end. Like you said, we're getting towards reunion season, which happens about six times a year. But it's reunion season once again, and we've got one episode left of Miami as well. And I'm enjoying it. I am too. I thought. Well, like, I, I wasn't for a little while there. Let, I, let me be clear. There was, was like a lull. four episodes where I did not care what was going on. But we have that. Now I'm back. Every season has a mid-season lull. But what they did very well was the back end. The last three episodes have been stellar. So I have high hopes for the finale. They've done a really good job of bringing us back into and getting us interested again. What I want to talk about before we talk about anything because we got some news to discuss, my friend. Oh, yeah. And it has gotten very convoluted in the last 48 hours. Very suspicious timing, too, after watching this episode. Mm-hmm. So yesterday, there was a lot of posts, a lot of hoopla about Marcus Jordan and Larsa Pippen allegedly breaking up. Now, did you see the post from today? I did not. Oh, you didn't? No, I kind of took my win and ran uh, away. Because they were spotted together on Valentine's Day, and she's wearing a ring. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. How do you go? No. I don't know. I'm just I don't saying. So. She probably put Scotty's ring back on. That's a really funny premise. But I want to say that they had a knockdown, drag out, blow out. And they're like, I'm going my separate ways. You're going your separate ways. And they had a separation anxiety, love bombing discussion where it's like, I love you. I love you. Marry me. I will marry you. Let's get married. And that's where they are now. I was so, oh man, because I was really, obviously I said it was suspicious timing because of what was mentioned during this episode, which we're going to break down. I'm so but glad also, we finally get to talk about my you know what this weekend is? <laughs> oh. NBA All-Star Weekend. Oh. That is one of Lars's favorite uh, things. Interesting. Yeah. So I was really excited to see if they actually did break up. Larsa just pops up at All-Star Weekend this weekend. What if they go together? That would, oh man. Ugh. Don't. I usually like it when Bravo bleeds into sports because it's fun for me. Don't ruin sports for me, Larsa. Larsa's Larsa's been good for like two episodes. That's not enough for me to be happy about that. It's not even really her as much as, like, I understand what she does for the show and 
while it drives me crazy from time to time, and she hasn't been the last couple. She's episodes, an important part of the show. Their relationship just bothers me. I, I it does. I just don't like it, and it has nothing to do with the age gap. It has nothing to do with the people. It's just the way that they are around each other, and the way that they have to let you know that they love each other. I fucking despise it. We get it. They are the epitome of a Valentine's Day post. Yeah. Like, that's all, and just all the time. Yes. Just all the time. There's got to be a paragraph about how much they love each other. I, I don't care. Enough They're of it. Walking Instagram posts yeah, is what just, they are. You know what? Stop. It's nauseating. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they're engaged. I don't know what happened. I don't know if this was all a ploy. Because that, most of the time when I hear people say, like, oh, that was for TV, usually I don't actually believe that. Like, I do think that people do certain things to, like, push the narrative a little bit. But when it gets like crazy convoluted, like, oh, let's do this master plan, I do think Larsa would do that. I think that she would be like, let's stage a breakup, and then I'll come out with a ring, and it's going to be this big For sure. moment. Yeah. I don't like that, that you're talking me into that one. Yeah. Like yeah. That. No. No. But uh, look, man, as you said, it is Miami episode. You don't have to do the noise. Mr. 305. I do have to do the noise now. Forever. You know why? Because that person that commented, can you not do the noise? It's super cringy. I will do the noise until I die. If this podcast dissolves, I will do it anytime somebody says Miami. Let's just make sure that everybody out there knows that Steel is a dad. I am a dad. And he does have dad jokes. So I do have that dad is jokes. all encompassing there. Yeah. So I'm allowed to have yeah. dad jokes. And I'm allowed to cringe at it. That's fine. Exactly. But fine. I will never stop. And to whoever commented that, I forget your name at this moment. And I wish I didn't. But that is for you. And this Mr. Worldwide is for you as well. Let's get into Miami. But we start out with exactly what I wanted to start out with. And that is Lisa and Jody. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> I, need, I need to see them talk about Lenny more. Yeah. But they, they start out with a FaceTime, and it's interrupted quickly by Nicole, who walks in and actually has a very good point. And of course she does, because Nicole's the level-headed one and yeah. the voice of reason in the group and continues to do her job very well. But comes in and says, you've been in fight mode for so long with Lenny. And this is this is important to note, because... I give Lisa a lot of shit, rightfully so. I'm going to give her a lot more shit this episode as well. But it's a good point and a good thing to remember. Like, she is going through a lot of shit. She has been fighting this moron of a man that is Lenny Hochstein and battling over all of these different things, the kids, money, blah, blah, blah. So it is good to remember, like, yeah, you've been in fight mode for so long that you carried it over into your friend group. I thought this was a very, very poignant analysis by Nicole. And I actually agree with her. I think that it carried over and now she doesn't even know how to talk to people. She just like immediately thinks that everyone's coming after her. Wrong. <laughs> so wrong, dude. She just doesn't give a shit about anybody else. That, That's no, all oh, it is. It's both. It's not both. She doesn't care. She has something to talk about and she only wants people to listen to her. Yeah, probably. She's not, yes. I, look, she could be in fight mode all she wants, but people are calling her out on her shit because they're tired of her. And usually they would just ignore her or move on. Like we haven't seen... Her and Kiki get into a fight before because Kiki's saying she never asked me about what's going on in my life. It's only apparent now because Lisa's talking about her life so much. It has nothing to do with her being in fight mode. She's just an asshole. I, I am not vindicating her from her behavior throughout this season. Do not get this Sounds like No, I'm saying that both can be true. I do think that she's a self-centered asshole. I think Nicole's being a friend and giving her an out. 
Oh, interesting. That's all it is, I think. I think she's calming her down a little bit and saying, look, you're not going crazy. I understand what you're doing. Your friends don't hate you. They're just frustrated with you right now. And you're in fight mode, so you're going back at them. It, it makes a lot of sense to a logical person. But it's what Lisa that... needs to hear. I think I think Nicole's just like, all right, she needs to hear this so that, so you that she's not all this. wrapped up. And also, maybe this will lead to better things. Maybe this will lead to a conversation with Kiki, which we see a little bit later. Maybe this will lead to Lisa oh, taking some responsibility. I think, again, Nicole's very smart. She knows how this works. To your point, she does regurgitate pretty much the same thing Nicole said to her. If to Nicole Kiki didn't have that conversation with her, she wouldn't have had a conversation with Kiki. Interesting point. Okay. She would have just sulked and probably wouldn't have gone out for breakfast and went home early. All right. I see where you're coming from. But we get all the ladies in the lobby to leave. They're going shopping for the day. It's their last day in Mexico. And this is where you get the first interaction between Kiki and Lisa. And you can tell it's still a little awkward because they don't know what to say to each other. And the funniest part is on both sides, you get the same exact sentiment. Lisa wants an apology. Kiki wants an apology. Lisa does not deserve an apology. Kiki needs a fucking apology. Because what you said to her was awful. What she did to you was not a thing. She flipped the juice box at you. And then she yelled at you after you yelled at her. You started this shit. Like, again, I will not stop saying this, especially when it comes to Bravo shows. Do not ask for the smoke if you're not prepared to take it. If you keep poking the bear, eventually something's going to happen. And then... Come on, one more analogy. Uh, okay. Come on. If you're going to grab the bull by the horns, don't be shocked when it stabs you. There you go. Okay. That's not a real one, nope. but it worked. It's all right. Uh, the spot. That was pretty good. Yeah, that wasn't bad, right? Yeah. I'll take it. But it just, I, I wish that all Bravo shows would take note of that because I really get tired of the victim mentality after you ask to be dragged and then somebody does what you asked and then you get all like, oh my God, like you asked for it and it happened. And in that scene, let's go back to the boat. Lisa was the aggressor. Like, she was acting ridiculous. So she deserved everything she got. She deserves no apology. Kiki needs an apology. So when they're on the bus, you know, Kiki went... <clears throat> Kiki's biggest issue is the fact that Lisa doesn't ask about anything about Kiki's life. But we find out very quickly that's not just Kiki because Marisol's like, dude, she doesn't ask anybody shit about anything. And Alexa's yeah. like, yeah, she's the most self-centered person in the world. That's just Lisa. Larsa saying that is very funny. Larsa saying that. Like all three of, like Alexia, Larsa, and Marisol say that. And cut to a scene of Marisol saying, yeah, I'm going to Scotland to get married, to renew my vows with my husband. Lisa says, who are we talking about? Yeah. That's Lisa. She, she, she honestly wasn't listening until the very end. Yep. And she heard Scotland or she heard Europe and she wanted to know who they were talking about. Yep. But she was talking to you the entire time, Lisa. Yep. That's and this is, again, this is not new behavior. And I think that that just immediately confirms it. Marisol, Alexia, and Larsa, most of all, are the three people that if you asked me last season who were Lisa's closest friends, it would have been those three. Mm -hmm. Now we're finding out that these people do know her very well. And she's very self-centered. She doesn't care what's going on in other people's lives, even before all the Lenny drama. So it has nothing to do with the Lenny drama. She just is very self-centered. She doesn't care. I agree. I agree with that. And like this, you're going to use what I said earlier against me. I already forgot what you said earlier. Perfect. Because, yeah, I do think that she's extremely self-absorbed and can't get out of her own way to check on her quote-unquote friends, which is bullshit. But question for you. Have you eaten a cricket before? I have. Yeah, so there was nice. a place actually in uh, in Northeast Philly. Shout out the Northeast. 
called Steve's Bug Off. And we used to go there for a trip. And it was, I think it was an extermination place, but they had a museum in it. where There's they one had, of those in Glenside. Yeah, they had like yeah. little petrified like bugs or whatever. And at the very end of it, they sold like lollipops with crickets in the middle. Nice. Yeah, so that was, I, I think I ate a cricket again after that without the lollipop. I was going to say, that's not really the same thing, but. Yeah, I mean, it's like sugar-coated at the end of it. I think this one's like, the one that they ate in Mexico, I think is salt, probably. Roasted, 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 roasted yeah. yeah. I yeah have but I have, cricket. yeah. I have eaten a tarantula. Okay, gross. Yep, on a stick. That was fried. Okay, is that an Australian thing, or? That was at a fair. Oh, okay. Was that a fair? Ate a tarantula. Where? Uh, ooh, Texas. Okay. Yep. Big uh, state? Yeah, it's big state. It was in southern Texas. Okay. Um, there. Do you need to know? It was, it was no, towards San Antonio. Like, what the fuck? I ate a tarantula. That where did I do that at? State Fair, Texas. <laughs> not kidding, the, dude. but not the Texas State Fair because that's different. That's in Dallas. Yeah, it's I massive and it's all year round. This was a smaller one, and I ate a tarantula. It actually didn't taste that bad, but it did freak me out a little bit. Uh, crickets don't mind, and I've also eaten chocolate covered ants. I've had them before, but. Yeah, no, the tarantula, I can't get over. That's no? too much, dude. No, nah, it tasted kind of like chicken. <sighs> nope. You just got to get past the legs. <sighs> Don't, like, <laughs> stop painting a picture. I'm trying to paint a picture. But anyway, this is when we get the conversation between Kiki and Lisa. And Kiki has to open it up, of course, because Lisa's not going to approach her. And she says, you know, I said some awful things. And Lisa stops her and says, I said some awful things too. And then repeats the awful thing she says, which you don't have to do that. That's part. not how you do that. Yeah. You'd never have to do that. Like she that knows. time that I said. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I remember like that time that I, I mentioned your childhood trauma and that I can't fix it. I'm sorry for that. Yeah. Don't bring it back. We know what you're apologizing yeah, for. We get it was it. 12 hours ago. But this is where I can give you credit because she literally says, I'm just angry and I've been fighting everyone for so long. I'm in fight mode. And it's like, ah, Nicole just said that to you. And now you have a way out. But hey, at the very least, at least she understood the assignment. It, at the very least, it resolves the issue with Kiki. Yes. My question to you is, does Lisa actually believe that? Or did she take what Nicole said and realize that she could use that as an apology? And get on with her life. I honestly think that she recognizes that she was at least a little bit wrong only because she finishes it with that she acknowledges that she was mean to everybody in the group on the trip. The fact that she, because that was separate from everything that happened, but the fact that she said like, yeah, everybody caught astray from me this trip, like that tells me that she's at least aware that she wasn't awesome. She may not think that she is like. Definitely wasn't awesome. Yeah, definitely wasn't awesome, but. She may not think that she was like the the main issue. I think I still think that she believes that Kiki's more wrong than she was, but I do think that she recognizes at the very least that she was an asshole. So a little bit of props. Yeah, resolution, whatever. Resolution. Sure, we can move on. Great. But we get a real quick, just a very, and we got one earlier as well. But uh, FaceTime from Gertie, and it's just it sucks so much because she's not feeling great, and she's talking to Julia and. It's just a moment where we can say Gertie beat cancer and fuck yeah, because seeing this shit, it sucks. It's hard to watch. Yeah, I mean, she's an absolute trooper for even going to Mexico in the first place. And she was at basically every event. Yeah. Yeah. Until like the last day. Yeah. Missing out on the last day is not that important. Do what you got to do, man. And it's just, again, Gertie beat cancer. Fuck yeah, Gertie. We love you. But. But we do get a quick uh, FaceTime with two more of my favorite people, uh, Larsa and Marcus, and they're talking about their tequila, and they plug the podcast because Marcus says to Larsa, yeah, I miss you. Separation anxiety. She goes, seriously, separation anxiety. 
don't think it was an intentional plug, but this is what you were talking about. Drives me crazy. I don't care that they're together. It's sickening, dude. It is. It's just I don't want to watch it. I, That's it. I just don't. Need, I don't. I do not care they're together. If, do you live live forever thing, together? And I'm going to be brutally honest. If I didn't see yesterday that they had quote unquote broken up, I may have very well just skipped through this scene. Oh yeah, I would have left the subtitles on and just like boop 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 little ten just second thing. Through. Just been like, okay, yeah, they, we're not getting anything out of this scene. I just can't do it with them. I watched the whole thing and I was very nauseous. Well, do you know what gets views and clicks? Cringe factor, baby. Cringy shit gets views uh, to an extent. Like, look, if there's somebody on TikTok that thinks that they're a wolf, I'm gonna watch the shit out of that because I'm it's saying. fun. That's but that's a different type of cringy. The relationship stuff is gross. Oh, no, now you're splitting PDA, hairs. No. You're splitting I, hairs. That is, I am not splitting hairs. You are splitting hairs. Two people that are just crazy in love with each other and love bomb each other all the time, that is a different brand of cringe than some woman mm. or man that dresses up as a wolf and frolics through some meadow somewhere. All encompassing, no, sir. absolutely not. Cringy is not cringy. Even not even close. Why are you getting so heated about this? You don't even understand cringe at this point. I don't need to see your cringy videos from Instagram. But one, you probably wouldn't respond. No, because I send you shit on Instagram. I know and you, you just do. don't. Because I've seen I do. Ten I minutes ago, I respond when it's not some weird. And by the way, it's nothing like like gross weird. It's just like some cringy shit that makes you uncomfortable. Like, what was the one you sent me? And again, it's nothing like bad. It just make you're like, man, I don't want to watch this. It's and then similar. I'll go over to our Instagram, and you're like having a conversation with a Bravo celebrity or something. I'm like, what am I? Because I don't what want to. Res- you're trying to elicit a response. I know what you're doing by sending me. I'm sharing it with you because I think you might enjoy it. Sorry for my no, friendship. Wor- here's buddy. the worst part. The worst part is now I will like come across like something cringy on Instagram, and now I send it to you because I'm like, he'll probably think this is funny, <laughs> and I'm gonna leave you on red. You don't. You say, ha, 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 this is my brand of humor. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app. But anyway, uh, moving on, we get the last night out and this conversation between Alexia and Larsa pops off and we get a little snippet of a previous scene where... It seems as though every time Larsa puts an event together, it's like a deal that she has or something incorporated into her business. And she takes that time to say, well, you know, you have a Todd, Alexia, again, equating her value to that of her husband saying that you have Todd in your life, so you don't need to plug. I don't have a Todd. I got a plug to which Alexia very smartly says you had a Scotty. We all know you had a Scotty. That is true. Yes, you had a Scotty for 34 years, but one Maybe we're not seeing that. I don't really remember Larsa. Like, it's not like she's having a party to promote her OnlyFans. I will actually give she, you that. I don't remember. I don't know. This is the first time. Uh, and how uh, many other times have we seen? Well, we saw the basketball thing. That was for charity. That was for charity. That doesn't count. No. Larsa really hasn't done it. Like, Lisa brought the girls to Fort Lauderdale to go over and do her whole scent thing. Yeah, that was ridiculous. That's the whole thing. I, I don't remember Alexia ever doing anything either. And Marisol doesn't either. 
honestly, this might be one of the only shows that we don't see that more often. Like we see a lot of brands and charity dinners and all this shit for like half of the shows. Well, we jumped in recently, so maybe in like the early seasons or something like that. I don't yeah, know. That was they were on an eleven year break, so that doesn't even count. Eleven? It wasn't eleven years. Wasn't eleven years? No, it wasn't that long. Ten? No, it was like six. Seven? Like six. <laughs> I don't Keep know. saying high numbers. I don't know time. I don't time is a flat it. circle shooter. Time. I'm watching is a this flat season circle. since Halloween. I think that's actually true. And it's Valentine's Day. Wow. Right? Yeah, it is crazy when you look at, like, when I get down to the it's bottom. jarring, dude. And it says, like, episode 17, and I'm like, okay. But then I'm like, oh, fuck, that means 17 weeks. That's And honestly, months. with holidays, too, that's longer. Oh, yeah, it's like, wow. It's like five months. Man. Kind of jarring, dude. I'm getting old. Oh, I've been old. But we get to the tequila tasting, and at the table when they're tasting, Larsa tries to like squash the beef between her and Alexia and says like, I know that we butted heads, Alexia and Alexia very quickly goes, no, you butted heads. Yeah. <laughs> Which I love yeah. that line. That's a great response. It's a fucking fantastic. I'm response. so tired of dumb fake apologies. The yeah, fact too. that Alexia is just not having it. Yeah. I was actually really into this. I am too. I think that that needs to happen more with the sentence. Oh no, you butted heads. Yeah. Even if they don't say he could have done it a couple hours before this. And I, I wish he did. Highly fine with that. Yeah. But. Sometimes they just squash things just for the sake of squashing it. This was not one of those times because Alexia doesn't understand why this is now coming into something else. Like, I, I don't really get that. I don't either. But, you know, there's always going to be drama between these two. Even when they're getting along, it seems like there's an underlying. There's just tension. There's tension. And I think the tension stems from Larsa because the way she frames things, you know, where she has to tell you about hustling. She has to tell you about all the stuff she's doing. She has to tell you about X, Y, Z. And I love that Alexia has ammo behind it where she's like, by the way, you're getting half of Scotty's retirement as well. And I'm not trying to say that Lars is not hustling. I'm just here to say silence speaks louder sometimes where if you're out there hustling, doing your thing, working your ass off and not talking about it and people just notice it, that has way more of an effect than openly proclaiming your hustle-tude. Hustle-tude? Hustle-tude. I like hustle-tude. Yeah, hustle-tude is not, not terrible. I've had worse. It's like aptitude, attitude, hustle-tude. Yeah, yeah baby. I got that hustle-tude in me. Fuck yeah. But uh, yeah, so I, I could see, again, also where that would just wear thin. And I think that this is why I like Miami so much is because these women don't sugarcoat. When they don't agree with something, you don't get that like, oh, yeah, yeah. They'll just flat out say shit. Yeah. They immediately address it like, I don't agree with you or you're wrong or you're lying. Like all of those things are stuff that we don't get used to on these shows because usually it gets dragged out or someone doesn't want to stir the pot too soon or not on this show. Shit gets brought up immediately. I, I love that, especially from our standpoint, because we have to talk about stuff so yes. much. And maybe it's different for an entertainment value. And when you're watching something like Beverly Hills or OC or whatever, even Jersey, where we just don't talk about things, maybe it's entertaining to an S some sort of extent. I don't really understand that. This is perfect for us because mm -hmm. we don't spend three weeks talking about an issue that hasn't been addressed. And then finally they address it face to face and it falls flat. If it falls flat then and there, good, we can move on. Yep. Great. And then maybe something stems from that. So yeah, I do agree with you. It makes it a lot easier to talk about these things and it makes it a little better for us. Now my question, but I have to ask if I got you a gift, if I got you a diamond watch, okay. Right. Diamond watch. And I had a company. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's say steals meals. All right. If I had a steals meals diamond watch. How thrilled would you be to get that watch? Genuinely. 
it would depend on what it looked like. Um, it's, it's very apparently like it is my like the Steel's Meals logo. Like, yeah, I'd never it. wear it, dude. Ever, right? Yeah, yeah. they're never gonna wear. If her you put it like if it was engraved on the side and it said like Steel's Meal or like the logo was on the back of like underneath the watch. Yeah, I'm in. Which is what I would do if I first of all I would never gift anybody a logo of anything. But also, it wouldn't make any sense because then I can't show off the logo. So is it marketing at that point? No. no. Then it's just like hubris because I want you to right. wear my logo on your wrist. Now that's the thing. I didn't think that you know what our our jewelry wearing uh, listeners might have some issues with this. I looked at that; it looks pretty cool. Like the logo is interesting. It does. It's the shape of the bottle. I think I, I understand like where it's coming from. Yes, and why she's doing it. And they she even pointed out like, yeah, it's a good. Or somebody she, she somebody also pointed only got out like three. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's fucking insane. I think Julia yelled over like, oh, yeah, it's a really good marketing campaign. Like, okay, that makes sense. Just looking at it, it looked fine. It but, looks like, I don't fine, know. But yeah, I, I would know I what would it never. stands for. I'm not going to wear it ever. That's all I'm saying. I think if it was discreet enough, I would wear it. But if it's very clearly a logo, like if it was a Nike logo, although I've seen some chains that are Nike logos. And what do you think when you say I them? wouldn't wear them. Yeah. That's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my only point. I'm not, you know, I don't want to drag her where she doesn't deserve to be dragged i just thought that was tacky i thought that was a tacky move okay what would have been funny is if somebody had one of those guns that like checks the diamonds like right oh, then and there like, like is this real tonight? <laughs> that would have been sick but we get to dinner and but they get to dinner and overall this group is doing better and somebody announces that at the table even like yeah the group's coming together a little bit so let's highlight what we like about people in the group this is a game that could never go wrong. It doesn't really go wrong. It actually doesn't go wrong. It doesn't go wrong. It could have, and it could have with this comment, and this actually carried way over into Watch What Happens Live last night with Adriana, who, by the way, man. Shut up. More Adriana, and more. Dude. The more and more. The, oh, she's having a party next week at uh, Emilio's hotel. Look, the Sick. uncontrolled chaos that is, you never know what the fuck she's going to do. Ever. I never in a million years thought that we would go from Kiki's energy and she lights up a room to Adriana, what do you like about Larsa? Marcus, did you see that coming? Because I fucking didn't. No, I didn't see it coming. I didn't either. That's fun. Sure, yeah. She's a wild card. You're a grump. I, she doesn't do anything for me. I, clearly, I'm but just. She doesn't do anything for the group either. When they're sitting on the bus going over what's going on, and they're like, "Yeah, there's four of us here." No, there's five. She literally four. Get, no six. Oh, I you don't even remember. Whatever. I forgot about Adriana. That was like, funny. That's funny. That was funny. And Adriana's like, "Oh yeah, okay. I'm just farting up here." Like, all right, <laughs> <laughs> that's what she's doing. What was the word they used for farting? Flatulence. Yeah, but they said it wrong, didn't they? Uh, no, I think they got flat. She said, I'm a little flatulent. No. Oh, I thought that right. was a word. Uh, no, there was another word. one that was close. That Oh, Alexia might have. Oh, no. Um, yeah, Kiki said fartulence. Fartulence. Yeah, 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 there we go. Yeah, which actually makes more sense. Yeah. I think that should be a thing. Fartulence and uh, hustle-tude. Let's revisit that. We'll come back to fartulence. Yeah. Don't you worry. Don't you worry out there. I know you guys want to. Shout out that, that person that goes to uh, all three of our shows. Yeah. What do you mean? That's your reward. Fartulent? We're gonna f- new words. Oh, we're gonna give you a book, a lexicon of the bros in my journal. That's what you get. We're gonna give you some farts in a bottle. Ah, oh, that's where you were it. going, wasn't it? No. Oh. Oh no, that makes more sense as a gift, though. I thought you're gonna yeah. just like meet them and no, fart. No, I meant like you get a bro dictionary, but whatever. Yeah. I thought you were gonna just like, hi, nice to meet you, and then fart, and I was like, that's a bad reward. 
I don't think they're going to like that. No, nobody's going to like that. No, that's a bad one. But to my point, by talking about this and bringing it up, we get to talk about Michael Jordan finally. And we have not discussed Michael Jordan once. Yep. Marcus Jordan's been on this season the whole time, and we've never gotten to talk about Michael Jordan. So I'm very excited that we finally get to bring up MJ and how he feels about this relationship. And we've already known because this came out in the press a while ago, because which is funny that it came out as they were filming. So they found out as we found out and we get to watch their response. They found out as we found out as we're watching live and they broke up. Weird, no. weird timing. Uh, That's what I'm saying. This oh, episode I came see. out this week. I see what we start saying. talking about Michael Jordan and his disapproval of their relationship. Now all of a sudden they're broken up. I saw a comment. Somebody said, "Yeah, MJ warned Marcus he's going to write him out of the will." <laughs> he may have honestly. I wouldn't put it past him. Oh, Michael Jordan, he'll do whatever the fuck he wants, man. He always does. But they ask how Michael feels about this whole thing, and she skates around it so much. She's not even comfortable when people say his name, and I'm so confused as to why. Like it happens later when they're talking about him at Padel or pickleball. She, she's, she's like, I don't, I don't even want to say his name. And this happened way early in the season when they brought up Michael Jordan for the first time, and she like shut it down. She's like, No, 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 we don't talk about him. She's not stupid. She no. thinks all of the same things that we think. Yeah, she understands the optics of the situation. While they go on their podcast and they talk about the age gap and they talk about this and that and whatever. And did I know you? No, I didn't know you when you were younger. That's bullshit. She doesn't want to bring Michael into it. I am amazed that we haven't seen pictures of Larsa 20 years ago with a 12-year-old Marcus I really don't need to genuinely. I don't need to see that, but I'm amazed that people haven't found that. Like, it's got to be out there somewhere. Yeah, it does. But I, like, genuinely, this isn't even like, oh, man, I don't want to see. I really don't need to see that at all okay uh, they're fine where they're at where i don't need to watch them after next week you don't need like a 32 year old larsa with a 10 year old marcus i don't know if i'm doing the age. What, what's no, their age 16 gap? years I oh think. it's 16 yeah it's 16 years oh right it's not crazy that's my whole point it's not it's, it's better than what i <laughs> it's not when we went through all of this and when we originally did this when they first started dating i've been imagining a married 28 year old larsa no. With a six-year-old Marcus. No, it's a 16-year I, I know age the gap. age gap, but I'm still like... Yeah, but like... That's pretty close, though. The thing is also, though, like, that's not the issue. The issue to me is not... I don't give a fuck on either end. If it's an older man with a younger woman, if it's an older woman with a younger man, I do not care. As long as they didn't know each other when one was six yes. and the other was 25. Yeah. Yes. As long as you all. probably didn't babysit them. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> all I'm saying, man. Ugh. They ask her flat out, like, how does Michael feel about this? And like I said, she skates around, skates around it, and then finally says, like, his mom left hearts on our Instagram post. It's like, cool. Great. What about Michael? Yeah. And she's like, he's cool. He's cool. We're all good. It's fine now. We're fine today. That's like the most not real response ever. She knows he's not cool with she's it. She's not addressing the actual question. All she's saying is, yeah, like, you know, I haven't seen him. He's cool. He's great. Like, okay. What does he think about your relationship? Oh, uh, you think he's cool. <laughs> he's, he's a great. cool guy. He was a really good basketball player. I haven't seen him in so long. Like, I've, we haven't seen each other since Marcus and I started dating. Like, okay. Is he the goat? Yeah. A thousand percent. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I don't think LeBron's the goat. I think he's the goat. I just yeah, wanted to bring that conversation up. Yeah, no. MJ's the goat. <laughs> um, 
but no, it, it's yeah, it she's just dodging the question over and over again, which brings into your mind a little bit. Have they had an interaction? No. Is there something going on? Because I him and Scotty don't talk. So I there's nothing going on there's there. No, I don't think uh, she said that that he's was that later? She does say that she's seen him, I think. I think she says that once. I, sh- I think she said earlier in the season that she went there for Thanksgiving or something. She went to the moms for Thanksgiving. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. she went to the moms for Thanksgiving, but MJ wasn't there. So, yeah, I, this has just been hanging over our heads the entire time. And I know that, you know, for the casual Bravo, casual sports fan, it's not that big of a deal. I've wanted to know what Michael Jordan thought about this since I heard that they started dating. Same. Even before the show, yeah, I wanted to like, know. Well before the show. Yeah. As soon as we heard that this was going on, we're like, uh, no. Both of our what sports is MJ brains. Think? Both of yeah. our sports brains were like, we need to hear from Michael yes. immediately. But at least we get to talk about it a little bit. We just don't get a whole lot of answers. But um, Julia does point out that Larsa has lots of secrets. She likes to keep things to herself. And if you look back, like we really don't know that much about Larsa as far as we got to you know, see her with her daughter earlier this season, which I actually appreciated that scene and liked that scene. I enjoyed how Marcus was with her as well. But we don't go into her shit that much because she does tend to do this thing where she just like deflects and then says something outlandish and causes shit amongst the group or skates around the question, doesn't answer it fully as we're seeing right now. Right. But don't worry because we have a pinata. And I think it would have been a lot funnier, a whole lot funnier if they didn't tell anybody and hit the pinata and dildos fell out. I don't understand the pinata in a restaurant. You're like, what, what, what's the point? You're not going to break the pinata. Is that the whole point of a pinata? Otherwise just give them gift bags. I agree. And how funny would it have been if they didn't know that it was full of dildos and you break it and a bunch of dicks fall out, start flopping around. That's funny. That would be hilarious. That's really funny. Fun visual. Uh huh. That's one way to bring dildos into the housewife scene. You missed the mark. We see them in every show now. And it's just like, everybody's got, and Steele and I talk about this all the time. Guys can't go on a trip and just hand out sex toys to each other. That's fucking gross. <laughs> but girls can do it all the time, and that's entirely fine. I want to bring it to a new level. I want to see some dildos flopping on the ground coming out of a pinata. Yeah, that fine. would be you missed you missed the boat. Yep. Could have done that. It would have been great. In TV. the middle of a restaurant too, with all those people. Oh, I didn't even think oh, about man. that part of it. It's hilarious. It's still oh wow. Could you imagine if you're sitting at a table and you look back behind you because there's a commotion and you turn around and there's just like 15 dildos? <laughs> that would be really funny. <laughs> but. The group's vibing. It is nice to see everyone getting along and laughing and all that shit. But we get back to Miami and we get a quick scene with Alexia and Frankie and they're having a really tough time giving him his independence, which is, you know, what they've been working with the Demoya Foundation for. And I cannot begin to imagine how hard it would be to step away and let him do his own thing. You know, even as small as staying at home alone is such a massive, massive undertaking and the worry and concern that must come with it, I again can't imagine. Like the, even Frankie's brother is terrified at the premise of him taking an Uber alone. Yeah. So I just think it's a, it's an important scene, and I always love these scenes with Alexia because it shows that side of her as a mom, and I think she's a great mom. She might be, you know, a little overbearing at times, so she likes to really be involved with the kids' lives. I think she's aware of her overbearing. She is. Yeah. She she talks about it, which is nice. That which I'll give her credit for. Yeah, and she's more so where she's like, I know that I I may do too much for these boys, but I can't help it. That's who I am. I'm, I'm working on it. And she does say that. Like, I'm trying to give them more independence, all that stuff. And look, it makes sense. I can't imagine what going through something like that would do to you. And 
yeah, you'd probably want your boys next to you 24-7, 365. So this whole process, watching her with Frankie throughout this season specifically, has been really, really nice to see. It's also been super interesting and captivating to watch this journey that he's on and that she's on and that their brother's on, like watching them all see Frankie try to grow up and, and take that next step in his life. And we're all rooting for him. So it's just, it's, it's fun to watch these scenes. I like these scenes a lot. Yeah. They, they humanize somebody who actually this season has had a really good season last year. This was her only saving grace mm -hmm. was watching these scenes. So I feel like that's why it resonated so well with us last year. This year, Alexi is fine. Like she's Great. really not bugging me. She shows up when she needs to, she gets involved when she needs to, she doesn't overdo it. She's not acting too dramatic in certain scenes and being very apparent as to what she's trying to achieve. She's having a really good year. Great. And season. now this is hitting harder yep. because we're allowing you to go where this is a really nice scene that we're looking forward to seeing. Let's check in with Frankie, not just a, okay, Alexi is really pissing me off. Let's go over to Frankie so that I can feel better about her. Yeah, no, that's a good point, but don't worry. We're back to Lisa and Jody and God. talking about Lenny again. And Thank God. we need more of this. I know I missed them. But they were talking about the fact that Lenny fucking signed. We signed the papers. Everyone signed the papers. And what I did not need, what I did not need, was the fact that we can tie Jody in again because Lenny picked Jody's architectural design for Lisa's new house. Yeah. You've got to be fucking kidding me, bro. When they said that, I was like, next scene, next fucking scene. Don't need to hear how this is serendipitous. I don't need to hear how, wow, it's meant to be. It shouldn't be. Your ex-husband picked your boyfriend's plans for your house. That's fucking weird. That this whole situation obvious. is weird, and this is fucking weird. Well, uh, this is what I want to ask. Do you think... Well, no, because Lenny's very vindictive. I was going to say, do you think he chose... I don't think Jody's, he knew. I don't, until yeah, I really until don't Lisa think said, those are Jody's plans. Should be a red flag right away. But the guy who built the White House in Miami is picking your boyfriend's architectural design for you. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's yeah. problematic. Yeah, I bet you there's going to be a Pablo huge, Escobar's Miami Escape. There's going to be a huge air conditioning unit on the roof that's going to be an eyesore. There's going to be some some Lennyisms there. Maybe and that's the other thing. What the fuck? He's picking your architectural design? Like, I guarantee who that. Who signed was, off on that? That was definitely a stipulation. That was 100%. On Lenny's side? Yes. Yep. I get to decide. What a weird move. I, why did neither of these fucking people just want to move on? I don't know. I don't like, know why you need that. Last year was traumatic. You went through all that shit. You're harping on this agreement that you need to sign, which is fair. Like, it finally puts an end to most of it. You can agree on some things. And obviously, like Lisa says, there's still a lot that we're not agreeing on, especially the co-parenting. It doesn't sound like Lenny wants to be around his kids as it is. That's a pretty cut and clear thing. He gets to pick your architectural design. And this is the first we're hearing of it. You've been complaining about all this dumb shit about Lenny for fucking weeks. This is probably something that should have popped up at some point because we could have at least talked about it. I agree, but I, I'm assuming that he did that so that he could keep the price to a certain thing. Because if this then is what it's going to look like, in. yeah, that's what I mean. He doesn't. He shouldn't be able to pick what the house is going to look like. Also, you're getting a house built. By the way, that's fucking hey, insane. Buy hey, a house that is already there. Hey, what? Who gives a fuck? It's over, dude. It bothers me. Who it's, cares? No, it's not over. Oh no, it's oh, not. It's not it over should now. be. I know it's not, but that's like what sucks is because I'm watching this. I'm like, great. It can be done now. It's not. But God, wouldn't it be nice for a split second? I had I like a little, a little bit of hope. I was like, ah, oh, we're done. We're through it. Now that's... we can. Now maybe we can learn about Jody. What's his last fucking name? I don't know. Because Oxtein. All... <laughs> He's Lenny's brother. <laughs> 
they've been hiding it uh, from us. It's his cousin. Yeah. That's that. Yeah. And actually, Jody gets a cut of the architectural. He probably. Money. I mean, he does. So is he an architect? I have no fucking See, idea because nah, we don't know. Great point. They don't talk about Outstanding Jody. Outstanding point, sir. But from what I gathered from them talking, he worked with an architect to design this house that he was going to build. But because of the pandemic, they did say this. Because of the pandemic, he renovated his house instead. Instead of doing this, this new house. build. Adriana's house. Yeah. yeah. So instead of doing the new build, he renovated. Yeah, bro. <laughs> There's a lot of red flags around here. End it. It's, it's something weird. It's weird. There's definitely something weird going on here. I don't like it at all. I don't like Brujeria. I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we get a nice scene with Nicole and her dad. And Nicole meets the girlfriend. And as we know, Nicole's dad has since passed away, which is sad. But we can take some solace in the fact that, you know, they had an estranged relationship for so long. They didn't get along. They didn't talk. Nicole had her feelings about him, obviously. And we got to see them actually work through that in therapy and all that stuff. But it's nice to see, knowing that he passed, that they did come back together at the end. And she even took the time to meet the girlfriend, which seemed very nice, by the way. Bravo was doing them dirty. You think? Oh, dude, the dramatic music. Oh, the dramatic the, music. Yeah, yeah, It made yes. it seem like there you mean was... before the scene. Yeah, before the scene. Yes. And then even when she sat down... What, what's her name? Isis? Isis. When she sat down. <laughs> it's just a casual way that you just said, what's her name? Isis? But yeah. Sorry. Sure is. Uh, but yeah, no, even when she sat down, it made it, the, the editing made it look like there was an awkward pause. And of course, there's a fucking awkward pause. But then they had the music added in. And look, credit to Nicole. I don't think that Nicole could have done this last year. She's been talking to a lot of people. She's been trying to rectify her relationship with her father. And she's going into this. While it's a very awkward situation because this woman is the same age as you, she's going into this with a completely different approach and a very mature approach, even to the point where she says, it seems like my son is bringing home a girlfriend and I'm the mother that has to approve of this. And she's like, asking questions. And she's asking questions. But she was very happy, energetic, enthusiastic, about polite, respectful, polite, respectful all of the things that you would hope to look for. And it's a very awkward situation. The dad, on the other hand, is is her dad. He's Every the, question was, are you guys exclusive? Well, yeah, I said that I would marry her tomorrow. Well, you're fucking avoiding it. And then what I really enjoyed was Isis and Nicole teaming up on him. Yeah, I know. Like, that was a good it time. Nice. And everybody enjoyed that. I thought it was a very enjoyable scene. It was. It was a lovely scene. And I'm glad, again, I'm glad we get to watch them come together, you know, later in his life. So that, that yeah. was really nice. But. We get Julia and Alexia at Pinecrest Farm, and it's nice to see this friendship has come together. And I think maybe that's why this season has been as good as it has been. And yes, we had that mid-season Everybody's becoming friends. We see repaired relationships. We see new friendships. We don't just see a fractured group. And look, the drama's fun. We all like the drama. But when you have a group of women that do not like each other, i.e. Potomac, it makes for really stale TV. Yeah, it does. Potomac's my favorite. I'll say it every time. And watching this season was really a bummer because they lost their way. So this is the way to do it. When you see genuine friendships come out of two people that didn't get along prior, two people that weren't friends before, and you see other friendships break down, they come back together. Like, that's real. That's what we want. It's good TV. Keep doing that shit. Don't keep forcing in sexual predator things about people's husbands on the cast because that is something you cannot work back from 
people don't resolve those issues. Yep. That's irresolvable. All right, this isn't a safe space for you to air out your Potomac it's issues. Grievances. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll I'll do my own podcast you for can't that. Have a rant about Potomac it's in the sad. middle of it makes Miami. Me sad. It's okay. I hope they find their people way. listening to this don't care about Potomac. <laughs> neither do we. Well, I, neither do I, I. Do you do? All right, I do. And my feelings it's be all right. matter. It's going to be okay. I hope they figure it out. They're going to revamp it. I hope. I don't want to lose everybody. Stop it. See, you make me sad. But Adriana FaceTimes them and invites them to her party at Emilio's because of a new song that Emilio produced for her. And look. Sick. Emilio. Emilio likes Adriana. He's got yeah, dude. Adriana. For sure. <laughs> But this is when we get the the article about Michael Jordan's response to Larsa and Marcus. And we've seen the video. He does not take it well. He laughs begrudgingly. He's like, like, yeah, no, I don't agree with it. No, I don't condone this. Is That was the correct response. That's what he said. It's not at all. It cannot be taken another way. No, it's I not subjective. I want to reiterate that yes. before we get into Padel. And if Padel. You, if you don't know what Padel is... Of course, Bruce plays Padel because he plays every racket sport in the world. Shout out, Bruce. Very similar to pickleball, but also similar to paddle tennis. And if you don't know what paddle tennis is, that's a story for a different day. God. But they're playing Padel, a.k.a. it's pretty much pickleball. But but we get to pickleball slash Padel, and it's Larsa, Kiki, and Adriana. And I think it's funny that on the FaceTime before, Adriana's like, well, I'm playing Padel with her tomorrow, so I have to bring up this article. Have to. You do not. You don't. You, you do. You don't. For the TV show, you do. TV show, you do. But I'm just talking about like in a normal friendship. Like if I saw something in the press about you, which please don't ever let me see anything in the press about you. But if I did. What if it's an obituary? I, then I probably wrote it. So it's probably, That's fair. It's probably okay. funny as shit and respectful. And respectful. With a little dig in there. That's me. <laughs> but... I just think it's funny. She's like, I have to bring this up tomorrow. And of course she does. And she just asks, you know, what is the deal with Michael Jordan? Because we've seen this and you told us that everything was cool. It does not seem to be cool. And Lars is like, he's laughing. He's, he's laughing. Guys. guys, he thinks it's funny. We're cool. It's fine. It's fine. Stop saying his name, though. But it's fine. And I think genuinely what it is, she doesn't want to go to war with Michael Jordan. No, I think that not. Michael told Marcus, keep me off the fucking show. And I think that's why she's like, okay, shh. <laughs> it's fine. Shh, shh, shh. He's going to sue and he has all the money. All of it. Yeah. So shut up about Michael. <laughs> We're not going to even mention his name. No, don't mention his name. And also, no, he's not cool with it. But to play devil's advocate here and as her friends that Kiki and Adriana appear to be, this is when I would say, who gives a shit? You guys right. are you guys are happy. Who gives a fuck? And that's what Lars is trying to paint the picture as. I think that everyone gets it. Like, yeah, it was a shock at first. And yeah, it was a little bit weird. But they've gotten to a point now where they, you know, if we're happy, then they're happy. I don't believe that. But as a friend, quote unquote, Adriana, that's that's your move. Now, you brought it up. Now you just say, look, you guys are happy. Yeah, now I, you leave I it. You. Then you leave it. Even with Larsa. She's like, not, not going like, to, but yeah. No, you're not at all. Like, she's not going to. But that's what a friend would do is just back up Larsa in that moment. Instead, you keep kind of pushing a little bit to try to see her reaction to the whole Michael thing. And I do love from, again, Adriana had a great episode for me because she calls out Larsa's Kardashian voice, which just 
chef's kiss kudos kudos to you adriana because that's a great call out because she does do that 100 percent. as we know she used to hang out with the kardashians a lot she got nixed from that group can't imagine why <laughs> but i'm glad that she called it out it's the first i've heard of it it's the first reference i've heard on the show about somebody actually calling out the kardashian part of oh yeah it. and uh look adriana i've taken a very big turn throughout this season I'm on her team now. What do you mean? You've been on her team since day one. No, I've been understanding of why she's on the show since day one. I have. Now you like her? Yeah. I think wow. she's. Look, I, you know this. I love a good wild card. I think that it adds an aspect to any show, any movie, any in public. When you have a wild card friend, that guy's fun. You don't want to hang out with him too much because I'll, he starts too much shit. I will say that she, her bringing this up is, it's important because we need to talk about it. Yeah. And I don't know if anybody else in this group would have brought it up. Definitely not as brazen as she did. My problem lies with, she does this with every detail of every story that ever comes out because that's all she has going for yeah, her. That's storyline. That's not wild card. It's annoying. Wild card. She hits one. Yeah, she's a wild card in the sense that one out of every 20 things that she does hit. Did you see her on Watch What Happens Live? She no. said she willed the breakup of Marcus and Larsa because she thinks Marcus is hot. Fucking Andy nuts. asked her. Andy asked her, would you date Mark? She goes, yeah, why not? He's hot. <laughs> well, yeah, that's fair. Wild card. Oh, that's God. wild. I don't know if you actually believe this. I can't tell. I do. Okay. I think she's good for the show yeah, and I, en I enjoy it. I enjoy her. But that takes us to the question portion of the show. So let's jump right in. From Chappaquiddick. Do you guys think Lisa will take any accountability at the reunion? Um, Yeah. But not because she actually believes it. I think she's going to watch and do her homework and kind of do what she did in the episode today, which is hear something that somebody else said and use that to her advantage. Yeah, I think she's going to try to play the sympathy card, which it's too little too late. She could have done that all season. Instead, she got on her nerves very quickly because she didn't take her opportunities to not talk about it. She constantly talked about it. So I think now she's going to go into it saying, you know, it was a really tumultuous year for me. People can expect me to get over quickly or have a good time. And it was really tough for me to do that. Mm -hmm. And some people will believe it. Like, let's be honest. People will believe that and give her grace. We're not. No. No, we see through it. All right. I got this is a good one from Julie Bush 4300. What would you guys do if you were Michael Jordan? Oh, I. That was my son. Yeah, no, that it wouldn't have gotten this far. Oh, you would have nixed it from the beginning. Yeah. No, see, I wouldn't. I would have had a very serious sit down conversation and be like, dude, do you realize like the optics of this? Do you realize what you're getting into? Are you sure? And if he told me, yeah, then I would support him. You have a kid. I don't. Correct. I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so no, absolutely not. I would have written him out of the will. It's never worth. Or I would have taken a different approach and made fun of Scotty. I, I definitely would have done that. Yeah. That especially because those two do not vibe at all anymore. It's like the perfect, perfect way to get back at him. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, I would rather bite the bullet and watch this relationship unfold than strain my relationship with my child. Oh, this is an interesting one. It's kind of a left turn, but from Jennifer Hardwich, if you could be any housewife's husband, who would it be and why? Oh, I know. I know mine. You know yours? Yeah. Anthony. 
Nicole's husband. Oh yeah, he's, he's normal. He buys yachts. Their house houses are insane. That I'm going with that, and he seems mellow. Yeah, Anthony's a really good one. I mean, that's it's the most level headed response. That or Joe Gorga. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's a good one. Um, I don't know. I can't really think of any off the top of my head. Oh, I, I'd be uh, Hip Hop Rob. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Kidding me? Yeah, that's a good one. The Lion King. Yeah. Nice. And last one from Bokum Ali. Yurt. <laughs> yurt. Just say yurt. I love that one. That's my favorite question ever. Yeah, that's perfect. Nice job. But uh, quick reminder. Make sure you get those tickets to one of our many live shows coming up. Once again, March 6th, Philadelphia City Winery, Wednesday night. May 3rd, D.C., Friday night. June 14th, Boston, Friday night, City Winery. Oh, and this is going to be so confusing now because I fucked it up. Sorry, guys. The D.C. show is called The Union Stage. That's where that one's at. Yep. So uh, go get those tickets. Link is in our bio to purchase um, at noon today. So set an alarm and be the first one to buy the ticket. And if you are going for that that trifecta, all three shows, and you show up to all three and you take a picture with us at all three at that third show, we will have a gift and a reward for you and it will be worth it. I promise you that. So do your best. Try to get to all three. If not, at least get to one. Works for me. You got anything else? Nope. Uh, that's the Lumi ad. Just so you have it too. Rob Bros are out here. See you. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app.